In Francis Ford Coppola's masterpiece The Godfather, the trials and tribulations of the Corleone family are documented as Don Vito Corleone, the head of the most powerful of the five New York crime families, fights forces looking to combat them and capitalise on the Corleone's misfortunes. At the height of his power, Don Corleone, having lucrative criminal operations in gambling and labour racketeering and such, with muscle like the fearsome and infamous Luca Brasi, with strong political protection and connections, and with two grown sons being groomed to take over the family business, not to mention a third son, a World War II veteran, clearly Don Vito Corleone is a powerful man. Eventually, of course, the stability and power of the Corleone family takes a hit when an attempt is made on Vito Corleone's life by Virgil Solozzo, an international drug dealer who attempted to enter a deal with Vito Corleone, but Vito's resistance to the drugs business stopped him from doing so. Noticing the interest of Vito's eldest son, Sonny, Solozzo attempts to kill Vito to get him out of the way so he can make a deal with Sonny. But with Vito out of action and injured in the assassination attempt, Sonny chooses to kill Solozzo and his bodyguard, a police captain. And the one to carry out the double homicide is Vito's youngest son, the one son who was never supposed to be involved in the family business. And as a result of the killing of a New York police captain, there is increased scrutiny on the criminal underworld from the law and the media. The other New York families turn against the Corleones and engage in a war. And for his own safety, Michael is forced to flee to Sicily and lie low while the New York war is raging. After Sonny is killed during the mob war, Vita Corleone calls a meeting with the heads of the five families and puts an end to the fighting, giving his word he will not break the peace. And in doing so, he is able to bring back his son from Sicily, who is inches away from being killed in an assassination attempt. When Michael returns to America, he goes to work for his father, and in doing so is groomed for the top seat. Eventually, Michael becomes head of the Corleone family, with his father acting as his consigliere, with the Corleones signalling their intent to move out of New York and begin operations in Las Vegas. Ever since the meeting of the five families, the Corleone family has been on the back foot and under constant pressure from the other families, the Barzini family for example, doing everything they can to muscle in on the Corleone's operations and turf. Capo regimes Tessio and Clemenza complain, but nothing can be done, as Michael does not give them permission to fight back, and the weakening of the Corleones continues. In the end, before his exit from New York and after his father's death, Michael launches an unprecedented and shocking attack, simultaneously killing the heads of all the rival crime families. He expands and solidifies his power, cements his reputation as a ruthless crime lord, and establishes himself to his subordinates and rivals as a man of power, vicious cunningness and ruthlessness. To not just go after those who are causing your business issues, but to take out the heads of all four rival families is an extraordinary move, a near impossible to achieve feat, where during his father's time, Don Vito ended the violence through concession and a peace treaty with the other families. Michael, on the other hand, started his reign as Don in the manner he would rule it, mercilessly and unparalleled. Settling the family business was such a fiercely private matter that only a precious few knew about it, essentially those who were part of it, such as Michael's enforcer Al Neri. Even Tom Hagen, the former consigliere of the Corian family, is kept in the dark of secret family matters once Michael takes over. There is one question that arises from these events though, 
And that's just how much knowledge Vito Corleone had about the plot to kill the heads of the other families. Now it's generally thought that the mastermind behind the baptism of fire, as it's known, was of course Michael Corleone. He waited, he bided his time, with his enemies assuming he was young, weak and being chased out of New York. But Michael Corleone is not as merciful as Don Vito, who made an oath not to reinitiate violence. Michael's move repositioned the Corleones at the top of the food chain and showed that he himself was a man to be feared. Vito couldn't break his oath, so Michael took it upon himself to take vengeance, especially for Sonny. And he did it after his father's death so as not to dishonour his father's promise. While his father is alive, Michael, under his rule, learns but is kept in check. And only after his dad dies and his reins are free does he let loose at the other families. Waiting after his father's death is a bold move, but one that has some serious advantages, as it would show who within his own family, who was loyal to the Corleones and not just loyal to Vito. Vito's legacy would not be tarnished, and with the massacre occurring under Michael's reign, it establishes him as a powerhouse. However, that's just one interpretation of events. It's very much possible, in fact actually probable, that Vito Corleone not only knew about the initial plans to take out the rest of the families, but it was his idea the whole time, and even from beyond the grave, he was pulling the strings. In the movie, we're never really told either way. Did Vito know about the plan? Was he in on it? Or did he just take to gardening and playing with his grandkids in his old age? For sure, on a thematic level, the movie works very strongly by having Michael the architect of the grand plan, highlighting the contrast in character between him and his father, which would go on to be a major theme of the second movie. Michael is cold, daring, patient, and his explosive actions come out of nowhere. It's very easy to come away from the film thinking it was him and him alone, but there's strong evidence to suggest Vito deserves credit for the baptism of fire. For starters, in the book and in a deleted scene of The Godfather after Vito is shot, Sonny Corleone talks about going to war with all five families and taking them all out. Now this may be just Sonny being Sonny, but it just showed the idea was not necessarily out of consciousness in the upper echelons of the Corleone family. In fact, in the book, it is pretty clear that Vito was in on the plan, and that he was advising and instructing Michael along the way. Michael and his father talk for long stretches together privately, and the book makes it clear that some incredible plans are being cooked up. In fact, Michael did not actually wait until his father's death, according to the book. His father's passing was actually a hindrance, something that let Michael down as he was now forced to undertake the plan all on his own and Vito was supposed to be alive to witness the victory of the Corleone family. Vito's death frustrates Michael, as it is the only major setback to their plan. This is something that is only hinted at in the movie, with two main examples. One being Vito telling Tom Hagen that there are things that are going to happen that he cannot be a part of, and the other where Vito warns Michael that whoever comes with the deal from Barzini is a traitor, suggesting the two have discussed their options and future events that might occur. Or it could simply mean that Vito, in his wisdom, foresaw the treachery of one of his two captains, and nothing more. In the novel it is clear that Vito Corleone does not forgive and forget insults and acts of vengeance. He is a man who waits years to get his desired results, and in this case, he even has to wait until after his death, Seeing that he was getting older and weaker, 
The old Don invests his time and effort into training and cultivating Michael as his successor. It's also worth mentioning that in the book, the bosses of the four families aren't taken out, just Barzini and Tatalia. Also, given the promise Vito made to the other families, where he said he would blame them for his son's death, Michael is only really safe while Vito is alive, and as soon as Vito dies, he becomes vulnerable, as proven when Tessio comes to him to set him up in a fake meeting with Barzini. So in a way, attack in this instance was a form of defence, as Michael was protecting himself and his family by going on the attack, and Vito knew exactly what the other families would do once he died. Michael didn't just immediately decide to kill everyone, an attempt was made on his life first, set up at his father's funeral of all places. So even though it's pretty clear and cut in the book, the book is the book and the movie is the movie, they are two separate entities, and with the film, it can go either way. Maybe Vito was being a consigliere, advising his son, but Michael was secretly hatching a master plan that would re-establish the Corleones. Or maybe Vito, strangled by the promise he once made, retaliates through his son instead. The films also established him as a man who would wait years to take vengeance, as he waits decades before murdering the killer of his parents in the second film. Though it's up to the viewer to decide, there is a deleted scene of the film that exists which does make it pretty clear one way or another. In it, Michael highlights the need to avenge Sonny and Apollina, his first wife, and the Don responds. What about Sonny? What about Sicily? I swore that I would never break the peace. But won't they take that as a sign of weakness? It is a sign of weakness. You gave your word that you wouldn't break the peace. I didn't give mine. You don't have to have any part. I take all responsibility. We have a lot of time to talk about it now. I think this scene makes it abundantly clear that Vito worked with Michael to orchestrate the plan. In fact, that might be why it was deleted. It was too direct, too on the nose, and gave too much away that something big was going to happen. But in showing the duo begin the discussions for revenge, and showing the end of the scene in the final movie, it's pretty clear that Don Vito Corleone, with his amazing foresight and status as a criminal mastermind, was the real perpetrator of the four families hit. Michael may have executed it, but Vito deserves his recognition for clearly having some role, at the very least, in it. For dramatic effect, the film simply chooses to omit the actual plans, to cut Michael and Vito initiating their talks, and only show Vito warning Michael about him being assassinated and a traitor being in their midst. With this knowledge from the book and the deleted scene, it is clear that Don Vito not only held stunning wisdom and foresight, but a cunningness and brutality that potentially even outweighs Michael Corleone. So what do you think? How much knowledge of the four family hit do you think Vito had? Do you prefer Michael being the architect of it, 
Let me know in the comments below. And thanks for watching.